This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. It is Gordon Damer, in for Dan Grassa. The number, of course, you may have heard of, 1-800-919-ESPN is that telephone number. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Gordon Damer. You can find me on TikTok at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, find me right here on your radio until noon. And man, do we got a lot to discuss on this Saturday morning. You know what's front and center. You know what the lead is. Bing bong. Yes, the Knicks season is over and out. The Knicks lose to the Heat last night. Game six in Miami, 96-92. And it's a game that's not hard to break down. It's a game that's not hard to analyze. It was right there in front of you for everybody to see. And now you have to look towards the future, which is hard to break down, which is hard to analyze. But let's start with the game last night. And as I said, in terms of the game, everybody's on the same page. Jalen Brunson was awesome, and everyone else on the Knicks was awful. Was downright awful. As great as Jalen Brunson was, everyone else was that bad. Because if Jalen Brunson had gotten any help, a smidge of help from anybody, the Knicks would be getting ready for a Game 7 right now. The Knicks would be getting ready to come home to a rockin' garden with a chance to oust the Miami Heat. They would, have had a, they would have been getting ready to complete the comeback from down 3-1 in the series. But nobody helped. It's like when you're emptying the car from the supermarket and you have to do it all by yourself and you got all the packages because you don't want to make two trips. That was Jalen Brunson last night. All the plastic bags on all the different fingers and just carrying it out, come hell or high water. And the rest of the Knicks with the kids in the room say, what? You want What? Just waiting for you to be done putting everything away. I mean, Jalen Brunson, what more could you say? We've done it throughout the season, throughout the regular season, the first month of the season, throughout the season, throughout the playoffs. What more could you ask for? He has been everything every Nick fan has been begging for forever. Almost single-handedly taking the Knicks into the win column last night after almost single-handedly winning Game 5, playing every second of Game 5, scoring 38, grabbing nine rebounds, seven assists, just the one turnover, and then last night, in some ways, was better. Scored more points, did so in in, in only 45 minutes, and again, the Heat knew who was going to score. There was one guy they had to stop, and they, they barely stopped him in the end. And we talked about during the regular season how he has been the best free agent signing of any team in this town in a very long time and somehow was better in the playoffs. He was great in the regular season. He was better in the playoffs. And what the hell are people who vote on NBA awards doing? The fact that Brunson was not an all-star this year, the fact that Brunson was not on one of the uh, all-NBA teams, That would be like the people who uh, vote on the Oscars giving the best picture to, like, snakes on a plane. I mean, what are you doing? 
Brunson was absolutely amazing last night and tried to single-handedly take down the Miami Heat. Unfortunately, his historic performance was ruined by his teammates. Absolutely ruined. I'm sure you've heard the stat by now. Brunson hit 14 shots last night. The rest of the Knicks combined hit 13. Brunson hit 14. The rest of the Knicks hit 13. I I mean, it was like they were working against him. And as much as we will get to the positives of the season, as much as we will be looking ahead with some hope for the first time in a long time and for a Knicks franchise that's been in the wilderness for the better part of two decades, we got to focus on the now. And the now has a long list of culprits led by you-know-who, Julius Randle. Julius Randle was horrible last night. Just horrible. There's no other way to describe it. And it's not surprising, but it was still horrible. This for a guy who was an all-star this year. This for a guy who was third-team All-NBA. 15 points on 3 of 14 shooting. And man, if you watched the game, it felt a whole lot worse than that. When I looked at the box score after the game and I saw he had 15 points, I was like, wow, really? He had 15? Felt like it was a lot less than that. He had as many turnovers as he had baskets. And here's the thing. This is not the first time. Two years ago, he was just as bad. And two years ago, he got a slight pass because he was trying to do it alone. It was him and nobody else. This year, that was not the case. This year, he was part of the the sabotage crew, as it felt like last night. He was terrible. And it's, it's, it's inexplicable how a guy can be as good as he has been in the regular season. And he has been good. There's no way you can deny that he has been a good player two of the last three years. He has been an all-star player two of the last three years. He has been a reason why the Knicks have gotten to the playoffs two of the last three years. But man, oh man, when he gets into the playoffs, oh my God, does he fall apart. And last night was just the latest example. It was brutal to watch. And as bad as Julius Randle was, R.J. Barrett was worse. 11 points on 1 of 10 shooting. And what makes this so brutal is this was a game screaming for anyone on the Knicks to just step up. Anybody, If anybody steps up last night, again, we are getting ready for a Game 7 on Monday. We are getting ready for the Knicks at home with a chance to come back from 3-1 to move on to the conference finals. But instead, here we are picking through the ruins of a game that was screaming for anybody to hit some shots. Randall couldn't do it. Barrett couldn't do it. Quentin Grimes was a non-entity. The bench again was a liability. Just absolutely brutal. And we can get to how successful this season was, and it was. This was not a failure of a season. Don't call me up and start, you know, preaching doom and gloom about, oh, the Knicks failed again and I'm sick and tired. This was a successful season. And the future does look bright. And we can get to the sunny optimism, but at least right now we have to acknowledge this was a winnable game. This was a winnable series. 
And because nobody on the Knicks could help out Jalen Brunson, instead, we are picking through the fuselage of what the Knicks season became in Game 6 last night. And that is on, primarily, Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll get to your phone calls. I know Nick fans have are, are been uh, you know, chomping at the bit here for the last uh, 10 hours or so after the season came to an end last night. And I know what it's going to be. I know what it's going to be before we get there. And it's going to be Julius Randle has had to have played his final game as a Nick. That is what Nick, I can predict the future. Nick fans are going to be on the Julius Randle brigade and we got to get him out of here. He has got to play his last game for the Knicks. And I got, if you think you were disappointed by last night, I got some reasons why I think the, the offseason might be very disappointing for you as well. So we'll get to that too. 1 800 919 ESPN is the telephone number. 1 800 919 3776. Load them up. We roll next right here on the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, what do you think we're talking about? The Mets beating the Nationals last night? <laughs> no. The Yankees coming back. Big win. Oh, thank God. Every win right now with the Yankees is a big win. No, we're talking about the Knicks, whose season came to a close last night, 96-92, against the Heat. And it didn't have to be that way. It did not. That's what's painful. And, I, I, you know, I read a lot of stuff this morning. I was watching stuff last night. I watched the post-game show on, on MSG and – and I get it. There is a lot of optimism moving forward. There is a lot of hope for the future. It does seem like the Knicks are building something, and, 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 and this is not going to be a one-and-done. This is not going to be like 2013 where it felt like when they got to the second round of the playoffs, that was the ceiling. It feels like this is kind of the new floor for this group, that the playoffs are now an expectation every season, and winning playoff series are an expectation, and it's about building, and, and it's all a sunny day in the future. But right now... There has to be some part of you that's like, it didn't have to be this way. Because, again, if anybody had stepped up last night, the Knicks would be getting ready for a Game 7 at Madison Square Garden, and we would have been fired up and thinking about the possibility of taking down the Heat, taking down Jimmy Butler, taking down Pat Riley, but nobody did step up all night long. All night long, nobody stepped up. So let's get some phone calls. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go out to, uh, we'll start things off with uh, Jeff in Florida. Jeff, first up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon, how are you on this Saturday morning? Other than incredibly disappointed about last night. Yeah, no, I mean, it's been better, but, uh, you know, you deal with it. What do you got? Listen, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I'm a Nick fan going back to the mid to late 60s. So I've seen it all. You know, I saw the two championships. I've seen everything. Game seven against Houston, uh, the series against the Spurs, the highs, the lows, the nonsense with Dolan, the coaching, you know, a revolving door, all of it. You know, what I saw from Brunson these last two games was just absolutely spectacular. Played with heart like a lion, refused to give up wanted to win this game no matter what. And, you know, how often we have to see Barrett and Randall not show up. We saw it in the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks series a couple of years ago with Trey Young. We saw it last night. We saw it in games three and four in Miami. I mean, you know, when you're paying these guys over $100 million contracts each, and this is what you get, 
It's absolutely unacceptable. Not just, you know, not doing anything offensively, but they don't play hard defense. They're not on the floor for loose balls. They're not doing the little things. When you're off on your game, you've got to help in another way, and they're not doing that. I've seen enough of both of them, and Barrett's a number three overall pick, as we all know. You know, these guys got to go. They have got to go. They are not winning ball players. They are too inconsistent. You cannot win big time with these guys. There's no question in my mind about that. Hopefully now we can try to attract some real free agents, which we haven't been able to do. The only reason Brunson's here, as we know, is because his father's an assistant coach and the connections, you know, with the leaders of the team, the guys that run the team. We all know that. The other free agents haven't been coming here for all the reasons you and everybody else has documented. Hopefully things will change, but we're going nowhere with Barrett and Randall. That I can assure you. All right, Jeff. Well, look, I, I, I largely agree with you. Those two guys are the ones that uh, were expected to step up last night, and they were both brutal. I mean, Randall was bad, and, and R.J. Barrett was worse. Uh, and I've heard a lot of this over the last 10, 12 hours about Randall. You got to get him out of here. He's played his last game. He can't be back here next season. Uh, I think that you are setting your – if you're a Nick fan that feels that way, I think you're setting yourself up for, for disappointment. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here and scream for three hours about how brutal Randall was. We all know that he was brutal last night. If you have eyes, uh, you you saw that he was brutal last night. If you have uh, eyes, you, you've watched him in the playoffs here two of the last three years, that he is not built for the playoffs. Uh, he just simply is not. Two years ago, he got a little bit of a pass because the team was not that talented. But this year, it was the same old story. And it's it's in, it's in it's baffling how this guy can go from all-star player, all-NBA player, to one of the least efficient players that you will ever see in the playoffs. It's, it's documented now, right? But, and, and in the biggest moments, he lets you down. But I would not be banking my hopes on that the Knicks are, are sitting in their offices, wherever they are right now, thinking to themselves, well, we're going we're gonna to have to move. Uh, and get out of Julius Randle's, you know, we're going to have to get him out of here this offseason. Because I think that this regime values stability, values building something, and you can't just cut bait and sell players for, for pennies on the dollar when they're part of the reason you made it as far as you did. Now, I get it. You're right. In the playoffs, you cannot count on Julius Randle. You cannot be fooled anymore to think that, you know what, we can still be banking our hopes on this guy. But from the Knicks' point of view, you're not the fifth seed without Julius Randle this year. You're not going to trade him for pennies on the dollar. And I think that if you're a Knicks fan that says, oh, I have to get Randle out of here uh, any, any, by any means necessary, I think you're setting yourself up for disappointment. They should not be looking to trade him for pennies on the dollar. This Knicks regime wants to establish a foundation of success, making the playoffs consistency, uh, consistently. Uh, no instability. They're not going to be swapping out the head coach every year or two. So starting from the mindset of we have to get this guy out of here, that's not a winning mindset. Uh, and, and look, you know what kind of player he is, and if a deal becomes available, by all means. But here's the problem. You know what kind of player Julius Randle is, right? I know what kind of player Julius Randle is. You know who else knows that? 
the rest of the NBA. I'm pretty sure they were all... The game was on national television. They could all pick it up. It was not on some feed that you could only find on an app. It was, it was all there for everybody to see. So do you think... Like, forget about what the Knicks brass wakes up thinking today. Do you think there's an NBA decision maker somewhere who's calling up his, his, um, his scouts and his executives and saying, you know what, guys? I think this is the time to go get Julius Randle. I, I don't know that there is anybody that's saying that today. So there'll be yells and screams. Oh, go get Carl Anthony Towns, right? Like uh, Stephen A. Go swap him out for Carl Anthony Towns. Well, that would be fantastic. I would rather have Carl Anthony Towns than Randall, but that's not how it works. You can't just swap one guy out for this. Is not NBA 2K where you can just force trade. Boom. You can't force the trade that way. So if you are set on Julius Randall has to be gone, if that's your takeaway from last night, and, and there's part of me that understands it. I think that you are setting yourself up uh, for a little disappointment. Uh, back, let's go back to the phones. Nate is in Elizabeth. Nate, next up on the Gordon Taylor Show. Oh, hey, Gordon. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I know everybody is going to town on Julius Randle, and I'm not defending Julius Randle at all. But where was Mitchell Robinson at all in this series? Like, he, he did – I mean – Every week, everybody expected this bloodbath by Jimmy Butler, and that didn't happen because the Knicks handled Jimmy Butler, you know, better than what everybody expected. But Mitchell Robinson defense against Bam out of bounds, I mean, it, it, it brought me back to the time when um, with the Knicks and Pacers series when Roy Hibbert was looking like, you know, Hakeem Olajuwon against Tyson Chandler. <laughs> I, I'm looking at it from that point, and I believe Bam Adebayo, when he scored 20-plus points and had 10 rebounds in the game, the Knicks was not winning the game. And he was the one that was the MVP of this series or whatever. So uh, what, what value could have been that if we would have had somebody like an Ennis Kantner or, or like a DeMarcus Cousins that could have just played defense against Bam out of bile. And that's all that I got. Thank you, Gordon. Uh, all right, uh, Nate, uh, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, it was not just Randall and, and Barrett that were invisible last night. Mitchell Robinson did not make much of an impact. Hartenstein did not make much of an impact. Uh, you know, Obi got in there, hit a couple of, uh, of, of threes in that one section, but uh, didn't really get much run last night until near the end. You know, Josh Hart gave you what he could. Uh, 33 minutes, finished with 11 points on 5 of 10 shooting, had some rebounds, um, also had a couple of turnovers. Uh, the, nobody else stepped up. You know, it was, it was, it was um, Brunson trying to do it single-handedly in, in Game 5. He, he pretty much was able to do that. and In Game 6, he was not able to do that. So now, you know, the, the question for the Knicks moving forward, the hard work for Leon Rose uh, is just beginning. You know, to go from where the Knicks were when Leon got here to where they are now in building an organization, that's the easy part. To go from terrible to good is much easier than going from good to great. Good to Eastern Conference Finals good or title contender threat good. That's a hard, every step of the ladder gets harder and harder. So I just have, you know, I know another caller mentioned it. I have to hope that the Knicks have a good relationship with another former player who has a kid who's playing in the NBA that they can tamper with. Because that last one worked out amazing. 
1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to uh, James is in Springfield. James, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon, what's going on? Um, big shout out to the company. Um, Gordon, I'm not going to lie. Like, I understand as a Knicks fan, you know, the ideal thing is, oh, let's trade Julius Randle. He's got to go. Let's, let, let's ship him out. But I'm going to be a little bit rational here. Yes, this was a successful season. Yes, I'm disappointed. Yes, I felt this was a winnable game and a winnable series. Knicks should win. I believe you should trade Julius Randle with the caveat if the trade makes sense. Because I'm all for trading. I'm not going to be trading Randle for, um, for a bunch of scrubs and some nobodies. I think we can establish the fact that this is Jalen Brunson's team. This is um, – he has he has the team's pulse. Like this is the guy that you should build around. You should get a star. I think Jalen Brunson can be a second star. I feel like we still need that star. So if you can get a star to go alongside Brunson, I'm, I don't want Lillard. That ship has sailed. I don't want Carl Anthony Towns. Um, that ship has sailed. If there's someone available, I don't know who. I don't know where, but. I think that you need to get someone who's, you know, who's not Julius, who's not Julius Randle. So I guess that's my takeaway. I would only trade Julius Randle if the deal makes sense. How about that? Yeah, I, that's a strange uh, th- philosophy there, James. I, I, yeah, I think that that's what the, the Knicks have to do. They should not be approaching it from we have to get him out of here by any means necessary if there's a deal that makes sense. And I think that that's the – you know, like it's kind of hard to get a real read on what the, the front office thinks or wants because they don't talk to the media. Uh, they've shied away from that. But I think that they are, they are not going to make a big move for a slight improvement. I think that their mindset is, hey – we're going to try to establish a foundation here. We're going to try to be good. We're going to try to be as good as we can be. And then at some point, they are going to make the big swing. They are going to go out and get, try to trade for the disgruntled superstar that will take them from good to great. Now, the problem is that disgruntled superstar first has to become disgruntled. They have to want to leave somewhere. My last offseason, that was Donovan Mitchell. It wasn't so much him, but the team was moving on from him. And that deal was out there to be made. They didn't make it. And it worked out okay. But you have to get that first part of it to, to, to be able to get to the second part. The Knicks can't just simply go and, and say, well, we want this top 10 player from you when the, the team that has that top 10 player doesn't want to trade them and the, and the guy doesn't want to go anywhere. Those guys are hard to get. As it, the fact that they're in the top 10 means there's only 10 of them. Let's go out to uh, Jay is in the Bronx. Jay, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. It's funny you say that because in my estimation, there is a top 10 guy who's about to be available in uh, Jalen Brown. And if I'm a Knicks fan tonight, I'm rooting for Philly to smack Boston around. Jalen Brown's already saying he's kind of disgruntled. He's hinted towards it. He's, I know we were apprehensive with the Mitchell deal, but Brown is a big fella. He plays defense and he's been second fiddle to Tatum. I, I think a change of scenery is, going to be a big deal for that guy. I think he's the guy we need to go after. All right. Well, look, Jay, you're not the first one to bring up uh, Jalen Brown, which certainly fit age-wise, right? I think he's 26, 25, 26, somewhere around that age. He's been an all-star before. Um, But, you know, like, are the Celtics thinking to themselves, hey, you know what? We got to get Brown out of here. And you know who the team we're going to help? The Knicks. We're going to help the Knicks out by getting Jalen Brown. I I would think that if they are going to move him, 
much like the Knicks' mindset should be, we're going to get the most for him as we can. We're going to go and get the best deal that we can. And I don't know that the Knicks are the team that can offer them the most. And I don't know necessarily that they're going to be looking to trade him to a team that they're going to see quite regularly in, in, in the process. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So we talked about, we'll get more phone calls coming up. We talked about how Randall kind of embarrassed himself last night. We talked about how R.J. Barrett kind of embarrassed himself last night. They were not alone. There's a video that's kind of gone viral here since that game ended last night from Nick fans that they embarrassed themselves. So we'll talk about that coming up as well. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Just getting started. Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, and the all-new ESPN New York app. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. What is wrong with you, Harvey? This is, this, is not, this is not like subliminal either. It's not like you're playing a game that only you know about. It's pretty much out there. I, I pointed it out to the audience already. They already knew it. It's a terrible job. You're like, you, you're just upset that your Devils didn't show up in their series against, what was it, the Hurricanes? I think it was the Hurricanes. Yes, I checked nice it memory. out for like <laughs> six seconds because the Mets were so bad. And I went back to the Mets. You're just ticked off. Your, your, your Devils didn't show up, just gagged it up after beating the Rangers and didn't show up in the series, and now you're just, like, trying to rub the salt in the wounds of Nick fans. I'm not doing anything. Um, I have accepted the fate that the Devils lost to the better team, such as the Nick fans should accept that they lost to the better team as well. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, they, they lost the series, and the Heat did play better. There's no way you can argue that. They got more out of their players than the Knicks got out of their players because the Knicks player that showed up was Brunson and – and at least last night, no one else decided to, uh, to contribute. But this was a – unlike the Devils series, this was a series that there was a path to victory for the Knicks. They lost by four points last night, and one guy was amazing, and everybody else stunk. And there were two games where we were openly questioning the effort of the team. So this was a winnable series. There's no question about that. And again – I'm not trying to portray this as some Nick haters who pretend to be Nick fans will make it out like this is a disaster and the season was a failure and this washes everything. No, the season was an overwhelming success and the future is very bright for the Knicks organization. But you have to, fair is fair. You got to call it as it is. And the way it is, is the Knicks blew this series. They had a chance to win this series and, and we're not able to because their players uh, basically fell apart down the stretch outside of Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson was incredible. Josh Hart was okay. At least he gave you something last night. Everybody else is to blame. Everybody else last night was to blame. So terrible job by them. Now, I speak about terrible job for Julius Randle, terrible job for, for R.J. Barrett. I don't know where this video came from that I woke up to this morning. But it's of Nick fans after the game last night walking someplace that there's posters, giant like wall-sized posters of Nick's players. And Nick fans have decided to rip one of those posters down and start kicking it and stomping on it while it's on the ground. And that poster, of course, is of Julius Randle. And everybody, you know, people taking video of it, obviously, everybody hooping and hollering as if uh, that's an appropriate way um, to, to, to show your frustration. You look like clowns. You, you, as much as you think that Barrett and, and Randall embarrassed themselves last night, 
you embarrass yourself when you act like that. And Nick fans have kind of been, uh, you know, I think that they've kind of hit on a soft spot for people because the fan base has been so tortured. And when the Knicks win a playoff series like they did against the Cavaliers, you, you, you know, it's funny to see the, the Knicks fan, do you, don't you wish you came to the Knicks? You know, all those videos, they're very fun. And, and the Knicks fan base, um, I, I think people have kind of, non-Knicks fans could kind of look at them and, and, and enjoy the success and, and, and feeling that they're having in that moment. You absolutely embarrass yourself when you do stuff like that. And I'm not going to tell you that, 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 that players around the league are, are looking at social media and, and, and seeing that and saying, well, I'm not going to go to the Knicks or the Knicks are not going to be able to get a player. But you just you look like clowns. You look like clowns. And, you know, you, you've yelled and screamed for forever. Oh, God, we just need this. We just need that. Here's a guy in Randall, again, brutal in the playoffs. Absolutely cannot count on him. But the reason you got to the playoffs is because of him. So I don't know. You can be disappointed. You can want the team to, to make the proper deals and, and maybe find a way to get him out of here and a better player in without doing stuff like that. You look like absolute morons when you do stuff like that. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go out to, uh, let's see here. Eddie is in Edison. Eddie, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, hey, Gordon. Thanks a lot for taking my call. Thanks, man. What you uh, got? One of the, yeah, one of, one of the things I wanted to bring up uh, for the Knicks fan, and I'm a Knicks fan, I think we just got to let the process go. I think the process is that we dealt with Miami. Congratulations to them. But Pat Riley and that coach that has the experience knowing one of the important keys is Mitchell. Mitchell cannot shoot, and they jumped all over that. Number two is the coach. I think Thibodeau has to go. We have a team where I'll keep, I'll keep Randall. I'll keep Randall because right now we do not need a Durant, a Kyrie, people that have high price tag and not going to play for us. We need to build with inside like Golden, like Golden State did. It takes time, but that's the way you have to do it because I will keep Randall. We just need one more player that's willing to want to play to break their butt. We need a center. We need another Patrick Ewing. We need uh, the Joker, some guy like that, that can play rebounds, pass the ball, soft hands. It's not going to happen. You get these superstars. You need to get a good, strong center, a Willis Reeve, a Bill Carter that we traded. What's your opinion on it? Well, uh, look, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it would be nice if you could. If you, can we get to Jokic? Is that a possibility? I didn't realize. Once his team is is out of the playoffs, maybe we can we can approach that kind of. Yeah, that would be great. It would be great if you were able to have a pipeline to land one of those kind of players, an MVP type player. That that's not very realistic. That's not very realistic. That all of a sudden that that those now if he all of a sudden decides he wants out of Denver, that's great. But finding those guys, yeah, it's it's really hard to be able to acquire those guys. There's not many of them. So I would not. I would not. Here's two things. I would not be setting my hopes on, on landing uh, Jokic this offseason. Uh, and I'll tell you right now, if you're a Knicks fan who thinks that Tibbs, get Tibbs out of here, fire Tibbs, there is a 0.0% chance of that happening. And if your enjoyment of the team, like if you can't enjoy what the Knicks are doing because Tibbs is the head coach, stop watching. He is not going anywhere again this organization this regime that has taken over the Knicks they are about establishing a foundation of success they came in the door and they told you with their actions exactly what they were going to do 
when you go out and hire Tibbs as a coach, you're saying, all right, we're going to take this group and we're going to squeeze as many wins out of them as we can get. And, you know, for two out of three years, it has worked. And this year you get a playoff win, uh, a playoff series win in the first time in a decade. Tibbs is not going anywhere. Sorry. If you want to, if that's your train that you're on, there's going to be plenty of seats available. And, and none of those seats are going to be taken up by anybody that runs the Knicks. Uh, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. What's going on, pal? So what'd you do last night? Uh, I, I, uh, I yelled and, and screamed you, at the television. Did you and Jack go playing paintball? All right, look, I'm trying to be a wise ass. I've already heard from my nephew in Colleen, Texas, or Brooklyn, Texas. He's going to call you. That was the second greatest performance in Nick playoff history. The third was the one the game before, and the first we all know about. You weren't born. Well, maybe you were. You I won was born, 70? but I was, yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't speaking yet. Yeah. You, you, were in the, you were in the Knicks crib. as double meaning. <clears throat> the, 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 the foul on Brunson was a flagrant two. Would have meant another free throw. Uh, Brunson, one doesn't beat five, Gordon. One doesn't beat five. And R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle, more Julius Randle than Barrett, but missing shots is part of basketball. But defensive integrity, again, Miami's whipping the ball around. Miami's a poor shooting three-point team. We know that. They're not good. If you look at the numbers, we did everything possible to win that game except close it out. And they surrounded Brunson like he was Charles Manson. It did, I, it, no help. Tibbs didn't coach the greatest game. You're right. They, they're not moving him. But they got to make a move to get a 3 and D guy. We've talked about it. A Siakam and a Nobi. Someone who's 6'7", 6'8", can play defense, second, third team, all defense, shoots threes at 38%. But the performances, you know, we always accentuate the negative. I've told you this before, Gordon, in all the years we're talking. When a guy hits a home run, what's the first shot? It's the pitcher. And that's what we saw last night. I was on texting back and forth with my two buddies, like you and Larry Texter in the game, and they're going, what are they doing? Can Barrett guard someone? Can Randall stop turning the ball over? There's too many things to go over. And I'll leave you with this, because the boys, the night boys are up early. They're going to call you. Disappointment is one thing, but the path was there. Because the Lakers beat Golden State, and Philly and Boston could knock each other out. And we've had good success against Boston. But, you know, you can't go into last night's game expecting what happened the night before, which will go by the wayside, where uh, Jason Tatum's one for 19, then makes four threes and win the game. That's a little too risky for me. This guy, Jalen Brunson, and you and I have agreed on this, he's worth twice the money we gave him. And Mark Cuban should jump in his shark tank. But I'm disappointed. I'll accept it's been a great year. We have tremendous. You always said it every night I call you after every game. It's compelling. You look forward to watch the Knicks. Those were your exact words, correct? Yep. No, no question. So, so, so now we don't have them to watch because no matter what happens, it's going to be the Lakers against the winner of the next year. I think Miami's finished now. I do. But never underestimate the power of the rack. Well, look, here's the thing, Spike, and thanks for the phone call. Um, you know, if the Knicks had gotten past this series, I, I'm not, I was not going to get my hopes up that they were going to go to the NBA Finals or win a championship or anything like that. But this series was there. There's no question there was a path to victory here. 
And um, as great as the future looks, as bright as the future looks, and uh, you know the, the the youngest team that was still left in the playoffs, and all the draft picks, that's all great, and and I am looking forward to that. And and as we get a little bit beyond Game Six, yeah, you'll get a little bit more perspective. But for right now, I'm kind of ticked that nobody could step up and and at least force a game. I, can't, I mean, could you imagine a Game Seven at the Garden chance to go to the Eastern? Con- I mean, come on. And nobody could step up. Nobody could could help out uh, Brunson last night. So it's uh, it's 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 painful right now. And that is that is part of the process. There's no question about it. And you know what's funny is is that it, with Nick fan, and we saw this during the playoffs as well. That when anything goes wrong with a player, like when when Barrett was not performing against the Cavaliers, uh, it was oh you got to bench him, bench him, stop playing him. So you got to bench. No, that's that's not the way it works. You have to figure out. Or, or when the Knicks are, are losing uh, games three and four to the Heat, I, we have people. I, I'm assuming people that like run their own lives. Like they're not locked up. They they actually have the ability to go out and walk amongst us, calling up and saying, you know what, we gotta we gotta we gotta turn to 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 Evan Fournier. People made those phone calls. And and think about it. it doesn't it's not quick to get on the air here, right? Like, you got to place the phone call. they got to screen the phone call. you got to wait on hold. We take them on. I, there's some segments I don't take any calls. Those people waited on hold to say, we need to turn to Evan Fournier. As if there's some secret. There's going to be some mystery move that you're going to... No, you have to get the best out of the guys that you have. So it's not about benching these guys. It's not about getting Randall out of here for pennies on the dollar moving forward. It's about figuring out the best path forward to put the best team on the floor. And if there is a trade that presents itself uh, for for Randall, for, for somebody else on the team that makes you better, okay, well, yeah, go make that trade if it makes sense. But you don't just go make trades for just the sake of saying, I got to get this. There's no way I can win with this guy in Randall, who was an, an all-star this season and made third NBA, third all-NBA. That's not, that's not, that is not the way it works. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, more of your phone calls. Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Let's get the pulse. Let's, let's take the, the temperature of Nick fans. How are they dealing with what went on last night? And you're just checking out, you know, checking in right now on a Saturday, Gordon Damer filling in for Dan Grassa. I can tell you it's not good. They are not, they are not handling it well. There's, they have not reached the point of perspective where they can look at things realistically and they can, they can let the anger dissipate and not forment in a way that brings about just ridiculous things. So far in the first hour of the show, we've had somebody say that the Knicks uh, needed to have more defense at the center position and floated the name Enos Cantor. That, that was one. Uh, I've had people tweet me that uh, why didn't Tibbs Go to Evan Fournier last night. That that was the time. That was the time. Evan Fournier has not played in so long, people have forgotten how bad Evan Fournier was. That's how long it's been. He has played, uh, I think, one. he has scored in one game since Valentine's Day. But game six, that's the time to unleash the beast that is Evan Fournier. Yeah. 
So if you're wondering, you know, uh, we had somebody call up and say the Knicks should try to get uh, Jokic from uh, from Denver. Uh, that's that's another possibility. So if you're wondering how is this manifesting itself, that the anger, it's uh, not good. It's not it's not good just yet. But look, we got we, we're one hour down. We still got two hours to go. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go out to Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, what's going on, pal? Oh, Gordon, I'm just not in the mood right now. Uh, <laughs> okay, like, like, like I, I, I'm just tired of all of this. I'm really annoyed with how the Knicks came out and performed. Brunson was amazing, fantastic, awesome. There's no other words to describe him. He is a superstar. He is the Knicks' best player. It's not a debate anymore. That needs that. That's been the end, end, end point of the discussion with Brunson. He is going to be the guy that will try to get other people to come here. As far as Randall, I'm not even going to get into it because I'm tired of the gaslighting arguments for him. I'm tired of all of this nonsense. And if you're going to tell me that a two-time All-Star that has made All NBA team is somehow not tradable, then I'm not going to put the clown makeup on. I'm sorry. As far as uh, Mr. Rand, as far as Mr. RJ, I'm really disappointed because remember when everybody hated the fact that he was scoring 17 points and it wasn't enough. That's all we needed from him. We just needed an inconsistent 17 point RJ, and he gave us 11 points. And as soon as he got into foul trouble, he unraveled and looked like a lost little kid and couldn't hit a jumper. As far as my point, and then also everyone's favorite, Quentin Grimes. I know he, he made a great highlight play. He's a tough kid. He's a gritty kid. I get it. But defense is just not enough in the playoffs. There, it, it was literally, he was literally useless as soon as everybody gets in his face. And he, he has no quick first step. Every time he puts the ball on the floor, I feel like, I feel like it's, gonna, it's the most uncoordinated thing he's ever done. I'm just so annoyed with this team because I, I, now I'm, I'm at the point where I am buying into the hype that everybody is on the table except for Brunson. And I never really wanted to feel that way, but now I'm kind of like this. I know I'll get over it. I'll know I'll be go, going through the um, get get uh, get get to a better place and deal with this loss. But I'm just not, I'm just tired, and I don't I don't have time for the gaslighting. Have a great one. <laughs> All right, Jose. Look, uh, here's the thing. This is the way it's supposed to feel. This this is perfectly normal. You ever have something that uh, you, you get some sort of illness or something, and you're like, oh my, is this normal? Am I supposed to feel like this? And and that's just the part of the process that this is the way it's supposed to feel when your team loses a gut-wrenching six-game series in the playoffs. this You're supposed to be angry right now. You're supposed to be going through all the stages of grief and all that type of stuff. But the thing is, is that that will eventually dissipate and you will be able to look for this season for what it was, which was a resounding success. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Just getting started. Gordon in for Dan, 98.7 FM.